Six ways to dish the cone this summer. Now, I hate ice cream cones. I think ice cream cones are for children. I think if you want to eat ice cream, you should either do it at home or put it in a cup and sit and eat it like a civilized human being. They do look pretty silly as an adult. You look damn silly unless you're a super hot girl wearing a, a tube top so your boobs flop and a pair of Daisy Dukes licking and twisting that twisty treat. That's the exception to the rule? That's the exception to the rule. No one over 18 should be using a cone except for hot females. So here are six ways, and I want to see if you and you have ever enjoyed ice cream in this fashion. All right. Have you ever had ice cream on a churro? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Never had ice cream on a churro It before. sounds great. You're endorsing that over having ice cream in a cone? I think you look better sitting down and eating ice cream on a churro funnel cake than you do eating ice cream out of a cone, yes. Why are you concerned about how people look when they're eating ice cream? Don't you think it's disgusting when people are eating tacos? Yeah. I don't want to see people eating tacos. Well, why don't you try to get some sort of agenda on how people can look sexier when they're eating disgusting food? Because people are, are, are I'm, I'm fighting the ice cream cone battle now. Let me win the cone battle, and then I'll move on to the taco and perhaps the burrito. How many people are with you on this ice cream battle? Hardly anyone. <laughs> Plenty of adults still choose to eat ice cream cones, and I have a huge problem with that. It's inefficient. The, the ice cream juice runs all over your arm. you got to maintain it, and then the cone gets all soggy. And God forbid you should go sugar cone, which that's a long... Well, if it's melting everywhere, you're just not looking fast enough. That's what she said. Always funny. So the paper, if you have a sugar cone, it, you're eating paper, too. And who knows where that paper been? Plus, you ever see the way they store cones? They stack them one atop the other. Dude, I take off that cone condom as soon as I get the cone. And you just go raw dog? Yeah. You go raw dog cone in your mouth. That, yeah. Huh. And you're able to maintain that without your cone getting all soggy? Yes. I can maintain. A cone. My issue with the cone is they always grab it with their hand and yeah. then, like, deal with money. They don't wash their hands. No. So now you got the dirty hand on the dirty cone in your dirty mouth. The money is about the fourth dirtiest thing that they're touching between <laughs> you and the cone, too. Yeah. What do you think they're doing to the ice cream when it's, you know, it's not, their shop is not busy? They don't do anything to the ice <laughs> oh, cream. Oh, yeah, they're sticking their fingers in there oh, and they're tasting it. They go Tasty Spoon. No, but, they don't. But when you go Tasty Spoon, let's be honest, three-fifths of your finger is into the ice cream. Ice cream is very hard to scoop. They're putting their whole forearm and their elbow in there. Yeah, nasty. Yeah. And then they put it in a cone. Grody. Uh, number two way, have you ever, I'm sorry, they just said grody, by the way, have you ever had ice cream in a cinnamon roll? I'm listening. I knew you would be. Cinnabon. And you're endorsing this over eating it in a cone? A cinnamon roll ice cream sandwich. Yeah, if you're going to go obesity, why not go morbid obesity? Oh, ice cream sandwich. So like cinnamon roll, ice cream, cinnamon roll. That's right. Yeah. That sounds pretty amazing, doesn't it? It does. That's a way to ditch the cone this summer. I mean, you're going to make a god-awful mess. Isn't the cinnamon roll enough, though? No, and nor is the ice cream. But when you combine the two, that's two great tastes that taste great together. How about ice cream on a stick? The strawberry cheesecake popsicle. Fried strawberry cheesecake, strawberry ice cream on a stick. On a stick? Much less effective than a cone. You were better off eating a cone than on a stick. Yeah, okay, finally. I don't want an ice cream kebab. Uh, in an ice bowl, like a bowl made of ice, and then you have ice cream in that. As long as you eat it fast enough and you're on in direct sunlight, you'll be okay. What about a regular bowl? Why is it going to be an ice bowl? I know, that's stupid. Isn't that, well, how do you even hold the bowl? It seems like it'd be too cold. You can't. you got to place it on something. But your ice cream won't melt because it's in the ice bowl. Right. So if you want to savor your ice cream, 
eat it out of an ice bowl. Unfortunately, that bowl is going to slip and slide everywhere, so good luck getting that ice cream in your mouth. Who, who has ever eaten out of an ice bowl before? No one that's listening to us right now. But they have a recipe for the strawberry rhubarb sorbet in ice bowl. You can get that recipe at Kitchen Vignettes. Isn't that Lambeau Field, the ice bowl? Yeah, I think so. Uh, one, one of the Super Bowls, I think, was called the ice bowl. What about uh, in a grapefruit? Gross. Gross, right? Squeezing yeah. sorbet inside a grapefruit cup? Yeah. yeah. How about this? Classic cup of root beer. A root beer float. Ditch the cone and go with the float this summer. Now we're talking. Now you're talking quality ice cream, right? What's your? I'm going to try to guess your favorite ice cream. <laughs> I think it's going to say something about your personality. You already know what it is, man. We've been over this a million times. Mint chocolate chip. No. Uh, 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 tutti Fruity. Yes. <laughs> Fresh and fruity? Uh, you're just a vanilla guy. That's right. Yeah. It just occurred to me. I just looked upon you and thought, what is this ice cream? And I realized it's vanilla. Yeah, I need a blank canvas. That way I can heap toppings upon it. Yeah, vanilla is not really a flavor. It's the absence of flavor. It was actually voted the number one ice cream yeah. flavor. So. It is. It is. More people eat vanilla than anything else. To me, it's the absence of flavor, much yeah. like white is the absence of color. Vanilla has flavor because you add vanilla when you're baking stuff. Yeah. No, vanilla is a flavor because there's plain uh, yogurt, too, when you go into plain. the department Keyword, store. plain. Yeah, they have vanilla yogurt and they have oh. plain yogurt. Sure. So plain would be the absence of flavor then. Yes, that's right. But vanilla... The only vanilla flavor I like is that Briar's vanilla with the little beans inside. Sure, that's great. That's actually a little ant turds, but they tell you that it's vanilla beans. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the mystique of you. No, I thought that too. Yeah, there's just little, little, little tiny poopies. Uh, your favorite way to eat, a, do you like the sundae? Do you just like a cup? Do you like a cone? I like to eat it off mermaids. Mermaids don't exist. What? They don't exist. They're, they're mythical ladies with, with female tops and fish bottoms. I, I love a good cone. Waffle cone? Yeah. Or sometimes those cones that actually have the chocolate on them, too. Ooh, now that I'll eat. That is good because it's got chocolate on it. Anything with chocolate on it is good. It still had their disgusting hands all over it, though. It's the same issues you've had with cones yeah. before. Yeah, but for some reason, if there's chocolate, I'm not so concerned about, like, sanitation or anything. They're still grabbing their co your cone with their dirty hands. You can grab my cone with hands clean or dirty. As long as you're grabbing my cone, I'm happy. So lick their hand, then lick your ice cream, then lick their hand. Sure. As long as there is my cone and licking, we're good to go. Why are you sitting with your head in your hand right now? Yeah, Kayla, why? <laughs> <laughs> you took me down this ice cream path. Uh, Will, what's up, man? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, Drew, you're from up north, aren't you? Uh, originally, I am. I've been down here since 1978, though. Awesome. Do you remember our Newport Creamery? Do I ever? You remember the awful, awful then? Oh, my God, dude, the awful, awful. No, I don't. I don't even remember the Newport Creamery. I'm sorry, I was fronting. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay, but the awful, awful is like a 32-ounce milkshake. You could put a straw in the middle of it, and it would stick straight up and down. That's how thick it was. You know, I'm just not milkshake guy anymore, and I don't know why. I can't tell you the last time I even had a craving for a milkshake. Like, you get smoothies all the time. Every single day, peanut paradise. Isn't that basically a milkshake? Uh, bananas, peanut butter, yogurt. It's a healthy milkshake. I think so. I don't consider it a milkshake. Like, a smoothie's just a milkshake with a good reputation. I mean, if it's got bananas in it, you're good. Peanut butter, too. It's pretty fatty. I mean, I'm not saying... It's protein. Right. But, but I mean, there's a lot of saturated fat. What have you eaten today? Uh, nothing, actually. <laughs> I, ate, I, ate my, I ate my oatmeal this morning. I had no soy milk because I'm moving. So go get a smoothie. I had a meatloaf sandwich that my mom left me. Listen, sometimes after I'm crushing 30 minutes on the elliptical, <laughs> I need something like that. I need a boost for the day. You can't use crushing. <laughs> I did. You should see me on the elliptical. <laughs> elliptical? They all look at me when I'm gone there. I'm going crazy. 
I'm trying to get my sweat on the person next to me to try to get him away. You're gonna see you're gonna see Seth in the Olympic Olympics. <laughs> What's up, Ralph? Hey, how are you, Drew? I'm good, buddy. How about you, pal? Pal? Yeah, no, I was I heard you talking about the B fifty twos earlier. I was just got out of work, so I called you. Yeah, I saw them in nineteen eighty two in Orlando. They opened for the Who. The Who? On their farewell Yeah, the Who, who? believe it or not. The Who, right. Who? So, uh, yeah, they opened up for them. It was uh, The Who, Joan Jett, and the Black Hearts, and the B-52s. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, B- the B-52s open for who? The Who. That's, that's, what, right. that's what I'm asking you. The Who. Who? The Who. Who? who. That's right. The Who. That's right. No. The Who. No, the B-52s played, and then who played? Who? Who? I don't know who. It was The Who. No, I'm asking you. The B-52s played. Then who? No, then, no, right. Then who? Then who is exactly right. It was the who. It was exactly right. You're not answering my question. The who. Who? Who? Right. Who? Who played Horton. after the B-52s? Horton? I hear you. Who? <laughs> Horton. Horton heard a who. He did. Who? Yeah. No. So anyway, yeah, like... I'd never heard of the B-52s then. They were brand new on the scene, so a Who crowd wasn't really into them. Who crowd? The so Who. Oh. A Who crowd. Yeah, 70,000 weren't into the B-52s, so they yeah. got booed off the stage. So I just thought you might not. Uh, and actually, I think you were living here at the time. I know you moved here in 78 or 79. Creepy. You might have remembered that show coming through town if you were living in, Orla- in Orlando at the time. And what show is it again? The, the Who. Oh, okay, thank you. Actually, they played at the Tangerine Bowl at the time, and I was only 13, and the rumor was there by the next week in Conway Junior High that the B-52s got booed off the stage. The Who. Because there was a bunch of Who fans. Megan, talk to me about your pie on a stick. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was in Key West, and they had a key lime pie, and then they dip it in chocolate. It becomes like a popsicle the best, but it's it's pie on a stick, and now Strahan's has it in Dunedin. So if you're ever in Palm Harbor or Dunedin, you have to try it. It's key lime pie on a stick dipped in chocolate. It's the best thing I've ever tasted that's frozen. Give me a, give me a second to sort through this because I like all of the elements <laughs> involved. I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, first of all, that little homemade ice cream parlor in Dunedin I've been to before. They have delicious homemade fudge. Um, yes. So you take key lime pie. You like key lime yes. pie? How do you Love not it. like key lime? It's, whole, it's just a sour pie. No, it's, it's not it's horrible. Not if, if you get the, thank you, young lady. If you get the tart, if you get the right tart amount, then the key lime pie is delicious. You have a nice big slice of sour yeah. with no, whipped cream. Not, then you've had horrible key lime oh, pie. Tart, tart. So okay, so you take your pie and you put it on a stick. Yes. <laughs> does this does your, does a stick go through your pie or does your pie rest atop the stick? It's in some of the. It's in like the the, the larger. You know, the thicker size of the pie, the very end that you get to last. So you start eating the smallest part of the pie. But it's, I'm telling you, and the chocolate is like a darker chocolate. It's just, it's beyond delicious. It's a thick chocolate coating. It's, I don't know how they do it, but it's really good. That sounds amazing. Final question. Uh, do they do they stick the whole stick through your pie or just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Tip. I'm asking you a legitimate question about your pie and stick preferences. I go. I go right there. I do. I go right to the gutter. But yeah, they the only part of the tip of it is in the pie. And that's pleasing to you, just to have the tip of the stick through your pie. That's it. All right. Thank you very much. I'm gonna have to give you that to pie and a stick. Love so you guys. Love you back. Thank you. I gotta tell you, I've come around. I'm in now. Yeah. Now it sounds tasty to you, right? What is your favorite way to eat ice cream? Call now.
Hello, are you still listening? Good. It's the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. Enjoy. Uh, all right, so this is great. We're going to talk to uh, a legendary Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Mr. Derek Brooks, number 55. When you were in Orlando, were you aware of Mr. Oh, Derek Brooks? everybody is aware of Derek Brooks. Definitely one of the more popular Buccaneers ever to don the orange and white. Absolutely. And uh, and he does a lot of great work. Went to Florida State University, yep. much like my sister. And uh, let's get him on the phone here. Derek, are you there? I'm pulling over the park a lot. All right, take your time, be safe. All right. We're here to talk about the honorary buck for a day with Miller Lite. Winner gets yep. a – man, this is huge. A winner gets a signing bonus, probably very similar to the signing bonus you got, Derek. Uh, <laughs> football's minimum salary, a one-day equivalent, a VIP day at the Bucks facility, behind-the-scenes experience at Bucks September 25th game versus Atlanta, and a ton of other Miller Lite prizes. What's it like being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, if not just for a day, Derek? Well, it's going to be a great experience uh, for the fan uh, to be the honorary buck for the day. And I really want to specify that the winner must be a legal age drinking consumer. Okay. <laughs> 21 years old in the state of Florida. <laughs> so we definitely want to make sure of that. But they're going to have, have a fun experience. And obviously uh, one of the highlights for me is I get a chance to interact. And I just want to encourage all the consumers uh, to go out to our Miller Lite uh, Tampa area retailers, whether it's Racetrack or Hess, Champs, The Rack. How about Courtside Grill? Love Courtside. Exactly. So you'll get a chance uh, to go to some, you know, just a few of the places uh, that are participating Miller Lite retailers and register to win. Derek, look at you. You hit all those copy points like a champ, my man. You are, uh, you're a spokesman. This is awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say I can ever get used to this, but I, I'm excited uh, anytime a corporate sponsor asks me to get on board uh, <laughs> and getting a message, obviously, out to our fans. Derek, you going to take the winner through any tackling drills at all? Well, you know, the physical part, you know, what I do, those days are gone. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to coach them. <laughs> they want to get out there and participate, but uh, the physical part of me participating in football, those days are long gone, so uh, yeah. I'm doing the best I can to enjoy retirement. We are talking to legendary Tampa Bay Buccaneer Derek Brooks. Hey, I got to ask you a question, bro. Now, I had never been to a football training camp before, and we got a media pass out there for Bucks camp this oh year. Oh, my God, Derek. Our, th- dude, this guy, this, uh-huh. Derek, this member of the media, he had to take a knee just watching the Bucks practice. He was so hot out there. What a sissy. Yeah, how do you do that in pads, man? How do you freaking get out there in full pads? and run around like a maniac. It is 150 million degrees, dude. Well, let me ask you this. Did you get mentally prepared before you go? Oh. Did you get mentally prepared? Did you say, hey, I'm going to training camp. It's going to be hot. Let me fill up with fluid. Did you do that? Um, if I fill up with fluid, you mean doing bong hits in my lonely apartment? Um, th- I, th- that's how I get myself mentally prepared. I guess I probably should have hydrated with some Gatorade or something, huh? Yeah, you, you definitely should have. Should have took on some water bed or some Gatorade or the other type of fluids before you go out there. But it's a, it's really uh, it's a dream, man. People think you know we just go through it routinely because we're out there, we get used to it. But but it's not. I mean, every single day you got to get mentally prepared to go out there, not only practice and try to do your best, but you can't let the heat be a distraction. And that was a a constant rally cry that we used. Uh, when we played, hey, the heat's going to be a distraction for the opponents.
That's why we make them wear black or dark-colored jerseys <laughs> when they come here in September. You know, I want to encourage you. When you go out there to practice, man, fill up on some H2O. All right, not no bongos, but some H2O. <laughs> right, I'm going to do that next time, I promise. Uh, Derek, in all your years of playing football, did you ever see a member of the media take a knee at a practice? I, I've seen quite a few things go on with our members uh, during my 14 years. So it's not the first strange thing that I've seen, but... You know, I'm a little bit embarrassed, man. You was under a cool tent and you still took a knee? I, did, I, I, I got no excuse, bro. I've no, I've been in Florida for about 30 years. I have no excuse at all. I, I, I had to take a knee or I was going to pass out there at Bucks practice and I couldn't have Geno Hayes give me mouth-to-mouth. That'd be ugly. <laughs> that would be very ugly. So, But I tell you what, hopefully our honorary buck of the day will be a little bit more mentally prepared than you were. I hope he's twice the man that I am. <laughs> hey, Derek, let me, let me ask you a question. When you see people still rocking the 55 jerseys at the Bucks games and around town, how does that make you feel? Does, is it a different feeling from when you used to play, or is it still the same feeling? Well, it's all about, you know, me just saying, you know, thank you for the support. And to be honest with you guys, for joy when I see people walk up to me, whether they're wearing a jersey, and they're very gracious uh, for being a fan of Derrick Brooks as a human being and as a man. Wow, and you sound like a grateful guy, and uh, I just want to get your take. Of course, we're all, uh, we all mourn the passing of the great Buccaneer, Leroy Selman. In your own words, Derek, tell us what he meant to you and to the Tampa Bay Buccaneer community at large. I think, first of all, uh, for me, I got to say Leroy treated me like I was a teammate. And, you know, the words that people are saying, you know, from humility to a great leader, to a great man, to an ambassador, for Tampa Bay, all those things are true, and he led by example. And it's his footsteps uh, that I try to follow in my tenure here in Tampa, uh, from as a player all the way till now, the things that I do in the community. Uh, he set a high standard, and he got the bar raised high, and I'm just trying to do my best to walk along those footsteps. And I had the pleasure of interacting with him on a lot of community-based projects where you know, I could call on him or he can call on me of support no matter what the initiative is or was. Uh, we was behind it a thousand percent, and that's what he meant to me. And I know we, you know, we lost two great legends uh, here the past few months, Tom McEwen as well as, you know, Leroy. But for me personally, uh, the void that Leroy had in terms of how I looked at him as a man uh, is probably not going to be fulfilled. But I'm going to try to do the best I can to keep his spirit alive by everything that I do and being an ambassador for the Tampa Bay area. It shows, man. It really shows, Derek. You're a class act. Uh, everybody go to www.buccaneers.com slash Miller Lite or to the participating Miller Lite Tampa area re retailers. You can be an honorary buck for a day. We're talking to Derek Brooks. Hey, Derek, I just have one last question. Do you play fantasy football or is that just for us losers? No, uh, I'm getting I'm getting into it slowly. So I'm a... I'm going to start out in the minor leagues. There's a couple major leagues out there in fantasy football. So I'm going to start out this year in the minor leagues and get used to playing. I give I give advice to anybody that played fantasy football. I give my opinion. But this season, I've actually dove into the game. I'm into a small minor league. You know, some amateur. You know, I'm, here I am playing fantasy football. I'm an amateur. So, <laughs> you know, so I will start out small, and then next year I'll, I'll move into the big league. Hey, uh, Derek, one final question for you, too. How do we solve the Tampa Bay Bucks attendance problems, man? Last year, the team was the only team in the NFL that had all their home games blacked out. I want to do whatever I can do to help this community and help the Bucks out. What can we do to get people to games, bro? 
I think we can just keep preaching the message, man. As you get, you know, corporate sponsors here like Miller Lite holding these contests for the fans and, you know, the players. I believe the players got to be our biggest ambassadors by getting out in the community and let, you know, let people see them. You know, let them start to create their own legacies where, you know, they don't have to hold on to the Mike Allstars, the Derek Brookses, the John Lynches, and Warren Staffs of the world. They can start to connect with this team. And, you know, obviously winning is going to help, but I believe the players, the more that they can get out and establish themselves in the communities, I think that will win fans over as well that someone will say, hey, I want to go buy a ticket because I want to support this player as a person, as a man, more so than a football player. And it's going to take time. There's some healing uh, over the years that has to be done. But the players cannot let that be a distraction. They can just continue to keep – doing a good job on the football field, and those things will slowly be won over. And another thing, they got we got to stay out of the newspaper for the wrong things as well. I mean, no just start doing things right. Let's start getting back involved in the community, and I think the community will slowly be won over. And as you continue to put a winning product on the field, that also helps. Well, he's uh, arguably the most uh, popular Tampa Bay Buccaneer in franchise history. He's our new best friend. Derek, we congratulate you, man. You're doing a great job as an ambassador for the Bucks, and I can't wait to uh, get involved in this honorary Buck for a Day contest, Buccaneers.com slash Miller Lite. Some huge prizes. We appreciate your time very much, Derek. Keep up the great work you're doing, and we're proud to have you in the Tampa Bay community, man. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. You too, man. Thank you. What a phenomenal human being! That was cool. I like that. What I mean, what a what a truly truly great individual that we just Man, spoke. He to. had a great point about the ticket sales. He said those <laughs> yeah. guys need to get out there in the community, like the Allstots and the Lynches and Derek Brooks did back in the day. Absolutely, they need to like build a new legacy. And I think they are. That's yeah. why I mean, when when they when they cleaned house and they brought in all these young guys, are developing good young football players and good people to get out there in the community. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, props to the Tampa Bay Bucks for getting the right guy too. That I mean, Derek Brooks makes me want to like preach about Tampa Bay football and get people out to game. So uh, thanks to Derek for uh, for joining us. That's awesome.